In the previous episode, when you comb over some studies, you might come across several studies that show that we can increase our bifidobacterium by eating more fiber. But what they have not been able to find is that eating more fiber produces more butyrate specifically in the gut. And I believe that this is because we really need, because um, separate studies have shown that we need those colorful plant chemicals to actually produce the, the butyrates. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Los Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023. And you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com. And we'll also put the link on the show notes page. Today's episode, we're gonna explore functional food for bone health. In order to be healthy and strong, even well into our later years, bones need the right nourishment. And most of the clients we see who are over 50 already have bones that are becoming weak and frail. In fact, in the United States, it's estimated that 54% of postmenopausal women are osteopenic and an additional 30% are already considered osteoporotic. By age 80, 27% of women are considered to have osteopenia and 70% are osteoporotic. Those are scary and staggering statistics. So I invited Karen Osborne, a soon to be graduating student in the nutritional endocrinology program to share her research and application on the topic of supporting healthy bones through food and yoga. I've known Karen for like probably 20 years and she's an expert in bone health and the power of food and fitness to strengthen bones. She first got interested in bone health through her own personal experience, like supporting her mom, and then discovering that she had weak bones when a stress fracture on her foot took longer than expected to heal. And, and she started to explore, how do you support that? And she uses the amazing power of yoga and food. She's an amazing functional food chef. She's studied throughout so many different disciplines. She has studied 
studied Ayurvedic. She has studied macrobiotic, low fat, high carb, high fat, low carb, low glycemic, and her favorite, which is, she says, is a whole food plant-based with no oil, which I love that she does that. She makes the most delicious food. I have had the privilege of knowing Karen personally for so very long and having experienced her food. And I'm super excited to welcome her to talk about bone health. So Karen, welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks for all that the introduction and for having me on here. I'm really excited to, to get people to understand. If people understand um, you know, what's actually going on, they're more likely to um, eat real food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I talked about that in my, um, in my first episode or one of the first episodes of the functional food pieces, like we can say just eat real food, but there is some personalization that goes on. And I know that that's something that you profess and, and you say it on your website, you know, that you work with clients to personalize their nutrition plans, to consider individual health conditions and the take the best from all these different theories to help people not just create these these wonderful meals that support their bones and their body, but also that please their palate. And that's super, super important because we're not going to get people to eat foods that, you know, when they say it just tastes, it just tastes like I'm eating the lawn. I don't want to eat that. Right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Yeah, you got to eat. You might as well enjoy it. You might as well enjoy it. So let's talk about some of those foods um, that are super important for bone health and some of, you know, the balance and what we need to do from a food perspective to help our clients get strong, healthy bones. Because we know that osteoporosis is a serious problem and it debilitates people and it, it can be a cause of death in uh, people in an older population. I've read statistics that say if you're over 65 and you have a, a hip fracture, you're likely to die within a year. I mean, this high percentage of that because it's so hard to to um, recover from that. So let's talk about what we can do to help people protect the bones, not just when they're 65 or 75, but early on. Yeah. So yeah, it's not the hip fracture actually that kills people, but it's the change in lifestyle that occurs because of the hip fracture. Mm. Like, um, you know, you're not getting movement. Um, and I'll talk about that in a minute about, uh, I, I do want to go over a little background so people can understand what we're doing yeah. with these foods. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. So like you have two types of bone cells. You have the osteoblasts or the, the ones that build the bone. And then you have the osteoclasts, which are the ones that um, break it down. And pe people think, oh, osteoclast, you know, we, we don't want those, right? Right. <laughs> but that is important because those are, like if you have a little micro fracture somewhere, those, I picture a, I think it's called an algae eater or something in an, in an aquarium that mm. just kind of adheres to the glass and then kind of cleans it up. Like you can mm -hmm. see them moving slowly all around the glass, cleaning it up. Well, those osteoclasts actually secrete cytokines that like dissolve the bones where the fracture, the little cracks are. Mm. And then they absorb the calcium, all the minerals that are in the bone there and the protein and they return it back into the bloodstream so the osteoblasts the cells that build the bones can use that to lay down new bone there awesome so and it sounds like we need a balance 
between these right. two. Okay, good. So let's yeah, right. keep going. Tell and, and the the drugs like either inhibit the osteoclast, which so if you if you don't have that, you're just going to get a buildup of old worn out bone that's going to mm. be really easy to fracture. Mm. And other drugs like just force the osteoblast to do something unnatural that causes all kinds of problems. Like, you know, I'm not going to go into all of it, but can cause heart problems and all kinds of things. So if you can do it naturally with food, why not? Exactly. Food and exercise. (laughs) So when you stress your bones, the protein matrix comes out of that, uh, the bone, the cells, and attracts nutrients from your bloodstream. And those nutrients harden that matrix. Mm. So the major components of the bone are the calcium and phosphorus, but you need all those other matrix. You have inner, the inner layer of your bones and then the outer layer. So the inner layer is um, what we're strengthening here with the food. And if you can imagine that inner layer of your bone like a ladder, like several ladders, just just that picture of the bone in there. And I'm sure people have seen the uh, osteoporosis oh. bone pictures where they're uh, the porous bone and there's yeah. a lot of space in between. There are a lot of holes in there. Yeah. And if you have mineralized inner layer bone, then it's stronger. Like a ladder where the rungs are closer together is going to support more weight than if they're farther apart. Like if you had a, a ladder with a really far apart rungs and a heavy person stepped on it, the rung would probably break. Yeah, it's a great and if analogy. they're closer together, it's going to support more weight. So what we are doing is giving our body all these nutrients that that protein matrix needs to attract with our food. Awesome. I love the, that description because it's very visual. And I think that that's something we can explain to people. And it really, you can see it. Oh, right. So we're trying to get the rungs closer together. We want to have less space in between. It makes total sense. So thank you for that. Sure. Yeah. So um, as I said, calcium and phosphorus are the major components, but you you really want to get the calcium from food. And it's been proven that dairy is not uh, the best way to get your calcium. Um, it's just not as bioavailable as, say, from greens. Mm-hmm. Like, or plant, plant-based calcium is, is um, a lot easier to absorb. So um, if, you have, if you're just taking a lot of supplements, calcium... Um, the calcium can end up in the wrong places, like in your arteries, and uh, that's not what we want. Well, interesting you say that because they just keep raising the RDA, right? It used to be 800 milligrams a day, and then it went up to 1,000, and then 1,200. Now they're recommending 1,500 milligrams a day of calcium. So if, you, um, if, you're, taking, if, you're, if you're taking calcium then they're going to recommend more because you need more because you don't absorb as much, if that makes any sense. If you're getting it, say, from collard greens or, or Chinese cabbage, you're going to absorb more of what you're taking in, so you don't really need to take in mm. that high of an amount to get the same amount as you would 
So that makes total sense. Want, yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes total right. sense because there's a higher percentage. And when you concentrate and you give high doses of any nutrient, the absorption does go down naturally. That's just what, the way it is. You get, you're, you may absorb um, 20% of a super high dose and 80% of a lower dose just because it's the body's safety, built-in safety mechanisms. So we, um, we look at that and you talk about the calcium from foods and you mentioned a few foods. A couple of things I do want to have you mention is the importance of vitamin K with the calcium do we have to eat K and calcium? You know, does the K, um, talk about the K. <laughs> talk about calcium, vitamin K, and how that plays in. Yeah. Well, okay, so vitamin K is abundant in greens, but that is K1. And your body can convert a little bit of that to K2. K2 is what you need to activate the protein that moves the calcium out of your arteries and veins into your bones and your teeth. Ah, okay. And... Um, then there, I, I make natto, which is, uh, fermented soybeans. And that is the best uh, vegan form or source of K2. Yeah. And I just, you know, decided I was going to like it. I was going to use it <laughs> whether I liked it or not. Because, <laughs> because it was so yeah. important. <laughs> like the, the places in Japan that, um, that eat that have less osteoporosis than places that don't. And actually, the places that drink the most dairy or eat the most dairy have more osteoporosis than people yep. who don't eat dairy. So um, natto is like really, really good for the K2. But I've got a chart of all these different nutrients and what they do for your bones. And natto has just about all of them. Oh, wow. So it's, so it's really, not just K. Really good food for okay. your bones. So we have to learn to like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all kinds of things with it. I mean, I just put it on my salad and mix it in. Sometimes you don't even need dressing because it is a bit slimy. And if you put herbs and spices and, you know, whatever you like... You don't even need a dressing. What would you put in your dressing besides oil and, and vinegar? You could even drizzle a little lemon or lime or mm. apple cider vinegar on your salad. But you can just stir it up with the natto, and it tastes like beans in the salad. It, it doesn't taste like natto. It doesn't taste bad. Um, okay. And it, it makes its own dressing. Awesome. But I also make it into a dressing. I can blend it with apple cider vinegar and then it becomes like the oil. So I'm not putting any oil in it, but it's um, it's a little fat. And then I put the whatever herbs I feel like having, you know, whatever I, I what kind of dressing I would like that day. Just blend it all in. Italian is really good. Uh, Italian seasonings and garlic. But you could do anything. Just blend it and pour it on your salad. So are there particular herbs that are going to support bone health that we can add to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Nettles and alfalfa are good. Oat straw. You can make a, a tea. Just take like half a cup of a mixture of nettles, horsetail, alfalfa, oat straw, any combination or any one, and just put hot water. Like I'll take a half a cup of that, put it in a strainer into a quart mason jar, and then 
fill it with water and leave it overnight, hot water. Mm -hmm. And then in the morning, you have a whole jar of tea you can sip all day long. It just tastes like tea, but it's really bone supportive. Bone supportive, yeah. Karen and I did a course uh, years ago, probably about 12 years ago, and it was called Eating for Bone Health. And in there, Karen created, took some basic recipes and made them bone healthy. And I, I just keep remembering, and I tell people about this all the time, bones don't crack crackers was one of yeah. my favorite <laughs> recipes, right? Because it had those nutrients, those herbs you just talked about and um, blended in with some other nuts and seeds and things that are supportive, almonds, which are good in calcium. So let's talk about some of your favorites. Um, I know you you do your, your natto and you do it regularly, right? You do it every day? I do. I put yeah. it on a salad every day. Salad is, is one of the things. A very loaded salad with all kinds of... Um, Red bell peppers, I put the natto on there, all kinds of greens. I love arugula, romaine, um, they all have different things, chromium in the romaine. Um, just any real food, I'll dump in that bowl of salad, and, and it's so good. Like, I'll eat that for breakfast. I, it, mm. You know, I don't feel nourished until I've had my salad. So I usually that's what I'm doing for breakfast, beets. You want the calcium, like the collard greens are good. I love Collard wraps, collards are a really good, one of the best sources of calcium. But you want the calcium and the phosphorus, but you also want all these other things like vitamin C because it, everything has a function. Like a, the vitamin C like helps activate and absorb the minerals for bone formation. And it's, mm. it's good for making collagen. So like that's the red bell peppers, vitamin D. Like you can put your mushrooms out in the sun with the gill side up and let it make some vitamin D. Whoa, um, wait, 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 that people need to really focus on that. So you can sunbathe your mushrooms to get them to produce more vitamin D. Tell us right. more. Any mushrooms or are there particular ones that are better than others? Um, not really. I think it's any mushrooms, but the, um, I mean, I just get the, the portobellas or the baby bellas. Stuff that's any, available at the supermarket. Yeah, not you don't yeah. have to get my Takis or turkey tails or any of that right. stuff. Okay, cool. That's good to know. And because mushrooms have so many other health benefits and immune benefits, and we just talked about them related to liver health. So these are good things to know and to teach your clients how to activate their food and get all these nutrients without having to just add yet another supplement. And I'm not against people taking supplements, don't get me wrong, but people get tired of, okay, you need this, you need this, you need this, and now they have 27 bottles of supplements and they don't even have time to eat because they're taking supplements exactly. all day long, right? And if right. you could just divert some of that supplement taking time into actually making these really um, hearty meals. So, And if you're getting it from food... There's less chance of like throwing, you get one nutrient out of balance because you had too much of another nutrient. But like the vitamin A, it can be toxic if you take too much vitamin A, but if you're getting it from beta carotene, your body converts it to vitamin A as you need it. Right. So, and that's, you need that for hydrochloric acid production, which you need for absorbing the calcium. It's just all related. It's all related. So right. if you could just like throw something of every color, real food, whole food, in a bowl, you're going to get a whole bunch of nutrients that you need that are good for your bones and good for your liver and everything like Isabel was talking about. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So to just let's uh, close with tying in the um, 
the yoga and the sustained stretching, because I think that's fascinating. And I think it's an important piece that people incorporate with their bone building nutrition. Right. It is. Um, so if you stress your bones, which we do in my yoga classes, and it's always gentle uh, stressing, but it is stressing, stress your bones, that protein matrix comes out and starts attracting those minerals. Um, comes from the cells. And that process happens at about eight seconds after, after you've been holding or stressing the bone for eight seconds. And it continues attracting the minerals up to 72 seconds. So uh, in my classes, I work with a lot of people with osteoporosis. And we, they're very safe. We don't stand on our heads or stand on our <laughs> shoulders. Um, yeah. We work on posture. Uh, imbalance because you know if you if you fall whether you have osteoporosis or not that's what, how a lot of fractures happen right. so working on balance uh, prevents falls which prevents fractures and awesome. yeah so we hold we hold the poses we stress the bones hold the poses let that process happen and also it works on muscle like building muscle mm -hmm. and then your muscles stress your bones without you doing anything or thinking about it, just going about your day you're strengthening your bones if you've built if you've built muscle like talk about the twist there uh, that's like one of the only ways to build bone quality in your spine as long as you have a straight spine you don't want to be rounding forward ever but twists are, are really good and we do those very slowly and very gently and just hold so twisting the spine so to speak so you're standing like stay looking forward and then you're Twisting so the spine to the right or left. Is that what mm -hmm. you're talking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And we have, there's a, a bunch of different twists that we do, but they're also stressing other, it's really strategic. Like all the moves, they're slow and, and gentle, but you're activating all your muscles all the time and you're like stressing, stressing the bones. So stressing different bones, we can do a twist to twist the spine, but also put stress on your arms and your legs at the same time. So awesome. it just works. <laughs> and this is cool because Karen does these classes. She does them in a studio locally, but she also does them online. So you can send your clients that you're concerned about, somebody who's had a hip fracture, somebody who's concerned about osteoporosis or has osteopenia and doesn't want it to progress to osteoporosis. These are amazing classes and in combination. So when you go to my my Fun, my, my food, food, fitness, and fun. Myfoodfitnessandfun.com. You can find out more about these classes, but also the uh, recipes. And I think you used to, anyway, have a little booklet on how to make natto and what to do with it. I do. Yeah. Okay. So check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I have a chair, a mat class on, uh, right now on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. There's some interest in having Tuesday and Thursday evenings too. And I do a chair class on Thursday afternoons. So even though it's in a chair, they get a workout. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're very strategic, like you said. So I, the one thing I've always been impressed with, you're very strategic about your foods and how you put your dishes together. You don't just slap ingredients together. You have this thought process in mind of how to 
you know, work the body functionally, right? And improve the body function. And so I would check out her website for all her great recipe guides and uh, send your clients there. If you're not one, if you're not somebody that likes to create recipes, which I know a lot of, a lot of practitioners, they just don't have the time or the experience, but Karen's a great resource for getting those things. So do you have one last thing? Like if you're trying to help, um, you know, people, uh, or the practitioners who are listening with their clients and things that they can recommend to their clients for healthy bones. Yeah. Oh, they can go to my website <laughs> and get, get, uh, the chart. There's a chart with the, oh. all the nutrients that are, and what they do for your bones and then what foods, some foods that contain uh, those nutrients. And like, you just look at that and, and eventually you'll, you know, look at your food and say, Oh, that's good for this. And that's good for that. But, awesome. um, yeah, just yeah. advice. Just move and have some fun and eat real food. Yay. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love it. That's exactly my advice too. And I would say check out the website because uh, that chart is invaluable. And then you can download that chart and you can really keep it by you when you're supporting people, when you're looking at your own diet, when you're looking at your, you know, your family members and all that. So thank you, Karen, so, so much for all the great work you do and for inspiring me. And I think you're overdue for dropping by and making me food. No, <laughs> it's been a long time. I know. Too <laughs> it's long. been too long. It's been too long. All right. You take care and thank you so very much for being here. All right. Thank you, Rita Marie. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Reinvent Healthcare. I invite you to take action to support your clients using food to support optimally healthy bones. This is especially important for your clients over 50, but it's super important at any age. Why not help them build strong bones early on? Here are my key takeaways and a few action steps for you to implement with your patients. As for all body parts, it's super important to always address the foundational principles of overall good health especially for bone health, regular movement is critical and exposure to sunshine for vitamin D is super important. Karen talked about the nutrients required to support healthy bone matrix and some of the foods that she teaches her clients to use to supply these. I suggest you listen again while taking notes and start to recommend vitamin K2 sources like natto and herbs like nettles, horsetail, alfalfa, and oat straw. Salads with a variety of vegetables is how Karen starts her day to keep her bones healthy and strong and to support everything else in her body. She also talked about the importance of exercise and in particular, how holding certain stretches for 30 seconds or longer supplies the stress on the bones that they need to stimulate the breakdown and then subsequent growth. It's good stuff. Be sure to download Karen's chart for bone health. The link is in the show notes. And remember to download the functional food guide to access the charts we've been discussing in the functional food facts episodes. Go to www.reinventhealthcare.com forward slash food. The more you master the art of using functional food principles to balance hormones and body functions, including bones, the greater your success with clients. This will lead to a thriving and fulfilling practice where you feel great at the end of the day because you're changing lives for the better. Until next time, shine on.
Thank you for listening to the reInvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.